When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Swiss men's ultivite multivitamin. 120 tablets for $33.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. It's You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Friday. How good we love a Friday here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 5th of November. And it's just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I was just checking out the window. I was just trying to find my Phrygian stairs, seeing if they're all right. I can't <laughs> see them at the moment. But they'll be somewhere out there chomping away in my long, luscious grass. How good. They're just chipping away. They're growing. They're getting bigger and bigger. I'll be doing pretty well. There, it's a random start to the show. Sorry about that. But anyway, we've got a good show for you today. We've got a great show for you. Cracking show. We've got Black Ferns. We're going to talk a bit about the Black Ferns. They have a massive task ahead of them as they try and bounce back from that massive loss against England. Another week together would have done wonders for the young side. I wonder if they have heard any of the Honey Hitamia Smiler review. Roll up the sleeves and smash each other. Wonder if there's a bit of that this week going on in the Black Ferns as they were outmuscled up against a quality England side. We'll have either the coach Glenn Moore on or one of the Black Ferns, maybe Kendra Cox Edge on just after, or well, sometimes throughout the morning. So looking forward to chatting to the Black Ferns, seeing how their preparations have been gone. Uh, exciting, fresh All Black side has been named. I'll give my take on the battle and the week of Rome in Italy. It's a wonderful week for the All Blacks. Um, Let's be honest, a bit more about the experience. Lucky enough to be able to travel to some amazing cities and, and France and, I mean, Rome and Italy is probably one of them. Very, very historical place. So want to chat a bit about that. And then we've got Coles and Sam Kane back. Sammy Kane's taking the captaincy role. Josh Lord's first start. George Bridge gets another opportunity. Shannon Frizzell on the bench. So we'll delve into that a bit later on throughout the morning. And then time for our Waikato stud racing preview. And I'm really looking forward to this. Matty Cross, the voice of our trackside airways with his most famous call being his lockdown call with horses called social distancing. Number set number seven, don't touch your face. If you, if you know if you don't know what I mean, go check out Matty Cross at, at Matthew Cross 
01 on Twitter. He's an absolute laugh. He's going to come on the show to have a wee little chat as he's got a big week calling New Zealand Cup week next week. He calls everything. He's a crowd, uh, cross-code hopper, so he's a um, very, very talented Matt, Matty Cross there. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then surely you're racing fans on this show with the amount of times we talk horses throughout our mornings. Two champion horses that have been spoken about a lot on this show are Moonga and Zaki. These two champion horses face off on Saturday in the Paramount, Paramount McKinnon Stakes Group 1 Race 8 at Flemington, trained by the wonderful Annabelle Nisham, and she's going to join us just after 8 o'clock to talk about that race, Moonga v Zaki. And just chat about that, maybe the opportunity for me and Bears to maybe get Moonga's brother. Or I know we spoke about it off here. We might go have a wee little purchase, see how that's going, and maybe Annabelle can be our trainer over there. She's going great guns. So looking forward to chatting to her. And then we've got the Friday tipple as well. Friday tipple where we cheers the week, cheers all our guests, cheers all our listeners for tuning in and all your wonderful text messages as well. So it's uh, been a great week. We've got a good show to you for you to just to finish the week off on a good point and uh, rip into the weekend sport ahead, quality weekend of racing and sports. So looking forward to that. Anyway, good morning to the team in Auckland. Trudy, Louie, Joe and Kez in the background. And good morning to you, Skipper Baz McCullum. How are you, brother? You're nearly home. You're nearly home. You're on the last furlong, mate. Last furlong, good morning, Is Good morning, everyone, as well. Um, yep, last furlong for me here in managed isolation quarantine. I, I feel sorry for everyone up there in Auckland, everyone in the studio. Day 80 of lockdown. Yeah. Wow, we Thoughts with all of you, team. How are you all going anyway, team? Are you guys handling it okay up there? Yeah, starting to get a little bit old, as in last night I kind of hit the wall a little bit and had a bit of a vent to Shannon. It's just lack of direction. Like, really nobody knows what's next. It's just like all buzz phrases and buzzwords, which drives me crazy. Like, I'll give you an example. We can, next week we can hang out with 25 people outside, but we can't use a ball, so my AFL team can't get together and kick a pill around, even though people are doing it, but you technically can't. So it's just that kind of lack of tangible what are we actually doing is just driving me a bit insane yeah that little yeah, time slot leaving Auckland thing that tipped me oh. over the edge <laughs> really oh. has, has a spell <laughs> has a spell what that was weird <laughs> it'll take you two weeks to get out of Auckland yeah. <laughs> yeah I know we don't talk we don't want to talk politics on this show because we're a sporting show and we like to keep everyone entertained but Sometimes it crosses over into into politics, but I, I did see something yesterday where Winston Peters tweeted something about who would uh, who is the sham shambolic leader who's running this situation, and then David Seymour retweeted it and said, "You're the one that voted her in as <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> You're the one who chose her as prime minister." I was like, "That's quite quick." <laughs> he's been cracking me up, that David Seymour. David Seymour, yeah, he seems yeah, he seems like a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, well, that's why our thoughts are with you up there, anyway, and everyone that's listening to us on the radio and and on on the app as well on the SNZ app. Hope you guys are all doing okay up there as you head into the 80th day of lockdown in Auckland. This is a tough old gig. Uh, hopefully, we can bring a smile to your face with some of our random chat on a fun Friday. Is Right. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. And speaking of random chat, you had a bit of a random, um, 
wee day yesterday, uh, sitting in your hotel, and then you, you had one of your horses, Charlie, mate. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. it's a three-year-old uh, Termiloose gelding, which I bred. Um, you know, went through that process of choosing yep. the stallion, sending the mare to the stallion, get her in foal. 11 months, 11 days later, she drops foal, nice little colt. And then spend time rearing that that uh, colt, getting it all set and you know, prepared for the races. <laughs> Get some mates in. <laughs> it's a couple of weeks away from heading to the races, and I get that dreaded phone call—the <laughs> dreaded phone call after its trial yesterday. Uh, g'day, Baz. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, uh, g'day, Baz. Yeah, mate. Mm, nah, no, I'm not sure this thing's much good. It's like, ah. <laughs> Bugger. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's another one down. So we'll he'll be up for sale somewhere. So, but that's that's the game, eh? That, that's that's racing, eh? Yeah, yeah. And we we're chatting mm. about it off air a little bit too. You know, like that's that is why when you do get a horse which is any good um, or, or wins on on the racetrack, you've really got to celebrate it because it's so hard to get a good mm. horse. So that's just the game. But but I feel a bit unfortunate for those who get involved in racing that don't end up with a good horse. But if that was the case, you'd just go to the you'd go to the sale and buy every horse in the race, wouldn't you? Uh, every horse in the sale. Because yeah. every one of them yeah. going to be a champion. But that's the game. Mm. That's the risk, isn't ones, it? That's the ri- yeah. Yeah, I know. So that, that's the risk. So you, you, what, what's, the, what's the rate? What's the, what's the statistical rate of getting the, you know, one and three, you're going to get a good eel? And what ha- like, obviously we don't want to. Yeah, well, what do you what do you do with those ones? Do they just go on and you sell the like? Obviously, Goddard not doing too well, and you probably just go on and sell it. Well, the thing is that there can be one man's not to say this in the right, you know, I'm not saying the trash, but one man's trash can be another man's treasure, right? Like someone, yeah, like well-bred horse. Um, if you're prepared to spend the time and the energy on on a horse like that, then there's upside, you know. Uh, I can see him yeah, going down yeah. to South Island, finding a small stable down there and being able to have the time invested in him and the money invested in him to be able to actually get a return down the track. But, um, yeah, no, I'm not... Uh, maybe not for us when you're trying to you're, you're trying to compete at a slightly higher level, if that makes sense. So the stats, mm. I'm not sure, mate. Um, I wouldn't imagine they're favourable, but that's half the game too. You're trying to find yeah, the champion. Yeah. That's what we love. We love trying to find the champion, mate. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah, the hang on? We do. Hang on. Here's a text. David Seymour was wrong, Baz, in 2020. The public voted to send him with the unanimous result. Okay. There you go. Hmm. Let's stick to sport. <laughs> you stick to sport, <laughs> mate. Hey, hey. Uh, what have we got? What have we got this weekend, mate? We got this weekend. We've uh, some exciting um, sport happening throughout the weekend. We've got a little bit of rugby, a bit of racing. Obviously, that, that uh, run with Zaki, Zaki v um, Moonga, and that group one, it just keeps on getting, uh, giving. And then Kennedy, the Kennedy Oaks last night, you got on Willowy. Willow, how do you say it? Willow Lee? Willowy. That was a good ride, too. Good ride. And then, what was that? Um, Espionas. Oh, how good was that? Oh, if you. Yeah, that's the type of horse you're trying to buy, is. <laughs> that's the one oh, that you want. Mate. Just at second start, I would say Espiona, who was ridden by J-Mac and trained by Chris Waller, again, the Kiwi Connections. That there, I would say, is the best three-year-old in Australia at just at second start. Mm. The way he picked him up and just put them down yesterday 
she, shall I say, absolutely destroyed them. It was just a clinic. Extreme Choice, I think, is the, is that right, Louis? She's by Extreme Choice? Yeah, bang on, mate. So a little bit unconventional. Well, not necessarily unconventional, but just um, a massive result. Not exactly one of those... You know, in Australia at the moment, there's this real kind of trend. I am invincible. Schnitzel's these sprinting powerhouses. Um, this was a great result for a... I don't know who owns it. Star Thoroughbreds. They they race a lot of horses with Chris Waller, don't they? And and um, I think there's always a bit of overreaction when a horse picks them up and drops them on their head like that. But I saw somebody who should know better saying, oh, that was Winx-like. Oh, come on. Easy. Easy. But... That's, that's, God, that's getting a bit giddy, isn't it? It is. But, but, but like, saying that, on a, in a stakes field on a Group 1 day, you don't really see three-year-old fillies do that. So, um, yeah, there's something a bit special about her, and it was just the nature and how kind J-Mac was to her. He didn't even touch her. He just pushed, yeah. pushed button no. her along, and, and that was it. So it's pretty pretty exciting stuff. They're saying the winner of the carnival so far, Espiona. And, of course... Mm. We we put our little multi in yesterday. We we tried to steer yeah. you into a couple of winners, and we had Espiona. At the time, it was paying two dollars twenty. I think it closed mm. at about a dollar forty-five. But then we multied it up with Ride and Rose, who actually went huge. Ride and Rose went massive. I thought is just was probably yeah. a little far back. Luke Nolan probably just took a little bit long to get it. Well, I'm not criticising his ride, but just. Just took a little while to, to really sort of get him into the race, and then I also think the middle part of the track yesterday was was fire. So and he was yeah. just a little bit out from that. But I, we, we had a shout for our multi, and it was paying nine dollars or something. Our multi said, so as long as you're in the game, right? Yeah, we got to be in the game, mate. We got to be in the game. We had a few text messages, uh, tw- tweets coming through from I think it was Ian Mur- Murray on on Twitter. He was backing us for a run. Ride and Rose uh, down the straight there, mate. So I was all on that one. And then I went Daisies. Then I went Daisies in the Oaks. And Daisies just didn't quite get going. She had a, you know, he had a good opportunity to get there in the end. But Willowy, with Damien Olivine, mate, that was a hell of a ride from him. And you spoke about it off air when we were chatting about that ride. And how many Group 1s, Cutler? He's run 100 and... What were you saying last night? He's run 100 on 126, I reckon. 126 Group 1s. Yeah. 126 groups. He got paid. <laughs> and, and for all, like, we're massive J-Mac fans here, and, and there's talk about, will like, this is setting up the jockeys' ranks for the next sort of 10 years because the, the chat is, will J-Mac be able to catch D. Oliver? That's that's what they're chatting about at the moment. But And J-Mac's had an unbelievable carnival so far. But how's Damien Oliver's carnival? He's won three group ones. Well, he's won seven races mm. in the carnival already, I think, too. So, and three of them are group ones. And the the combined margin of those three Group 1 winners would be about, a, well, not even that, half a length across three winners. Like he's just had to carry horses across the line. Willowy, Willowy it's a terrible name, Willowy. Yeah. He, Willowy was beat miles from home, miles from yeah. home. And, and Damien Oliver just managed to pack it up and just lift it across the line for that that perfect bob right on the line. And they say that that's what the best in the game can do. And Damien Oliver and James McDonald, they do that time and time again. So, yeah, we've got some interesting races coming up. Obviously, J-Mac is on Zaki in the weekend, so you'd be a brave mm. man to punt against Zaki. And when we get Annabelle Nishman on later on, 
Have you heard of Steerison? I did hear hey, Bez, she said Moang is going back. I, I got a message. Yes, I got a message from the bank. They just want to know when the carnival's over. That's <laughs> 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 sick of it being, it's just, you know, like a little drip when your tap's just dripping. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> I'm just dripping, mate. I'm dripping and the bank's had enough. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, you, you might make it. You know, like you might make a fortune today. Who knows? You might make a fortune tomorrow. That's the beauty of being a punter is there's just another race and you just got to keep hanging in there. Hang on the back of the speedboat until things things change. But I, I agree with you. I'm getting a bit of a touch-up at the moment. But that's all right. We're not beaten yet. Is Hey, I want to chat to you, mate, about um, what is coming up this weekend as well. Um, obviously, the Black Ferns play England. And we're going to chat a little bit yep. later, get someone from the Black Ferns camp on the show as well. But are, are mm. they a chance, mate? Are they a chance being able to turn around what was a pretty emphatic victory from England the other day? Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely a chance. 100%. They've got so much talent in there. They've got a lot of youth. Got a great mixture of youth. Uh, there's some seven stars in there. I reckon we're going to see Portia Woodman this weekend, and she's outstanding right. on the wing. She's uh, the ultimate tri-scoring machine. Um, for the Black Ferns seven side, and she was a big part of that uh, seven uh, team that went over and um, and won this gold medal. Kelly Brazier. So I think there's going to be some um, injection of some firepower within that squad. Um, it's going to be a tough ask. Tough ask. You got to understand England. They've had a professional competition over in England for for a while now, and you can see the benefits from having a fully fledged professional outfit competition. They've had played 14 tests compared to yeah, um, Blackfern's zero test over the last couple of years. So they've had the rub of the green. They've been able to get some rugby under their track. So um, I, I think they've got a chance. Always got a chance to get out there, and they'll be a lot better. They'll be a lot better. I think this week with Glenn Moore, having been coached by Glenn Moore, he wouldn't have been very impressed at all. So it would have been a lot of tackle bags, a lot of cleanouts, a lot of breakdown, and just kind of like that. The attitude, you know, like yeah. these girls know how to play rugby. They know how they know what they have to do, but sometimes the attitude can, you, your aggressiveness, your mindset can just be a little bit off, um, and that just goes a long way to to your performance. And so this week, Growler Glenn Moore would have just been getting those little things, doing things in training, just doing uh, little little things throughout the meetings, just having little digs, just you know, just getting the girls fired up in subtle ways. Um, I feel like yeah, this weekend they're going to be a whole lot more physical, a bit more sharper, but it's going to be a tough ask. Um, tough ask against a quality England side over there as well, um, but definitely, definitely going to be better. Definitely going to be better. And I, um, yesterday the announcement of Super Rugby all picky the sides. Um, great news, great news. There's some quality sides um, that have been announced as well. The Chiefs, well, their team's absolutely stacked with talent, so they're going to be probably the ones to watch, the ones to beat. But that just will go a long way for the future of the Black Ferns rugby and women's rugby in New Zealand to building on those foundations and getting the Black Ferns. Like, we haven't had a, a women's comp for a very long time. We've had a Farah Palmer Cup, but a professional competition. And the Black Ferns have been, I don't know, I think it's like seven-time world champions. So we've had no professional competition. They've been able to transition that into the international level. I think this new rugby, Super Rugby competition will go a long way to making the Black Ferns uh, an even bigger force on, on the world stage. So they got a chance. It'll be tough, though, Bez. Okay, well, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see if they can turn around in a short period of time, and mm. uh, maybe they just have to channel a little bit of the old 
um, Honey had a mere smiler chat from the other day and just replay that <laughs> in the change room on full noise. Have, just crank up yeah. the Bose sound system and just get that drumming through the, the cold concrete changing room just to really fire them up. But hopefully they were able to uh, to lift and, and really challenge that England side in the weekend. So be fascinating. Plenty more rugby to talk as well. With the AB side a little bit later on, we'll get Izzy's inside scoop on how that side's going to go with Sam Kane back as captain, Richie Mawanga back in the first 5-8 starting position as well. But for now, it is 6.21 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.